summertime in the prairies. Some call it the dog days of summer. There is nowhere in the world like it. Hot summer days, a slight breeze running through the great provinces of Alberta, and of course, our good buddy Saskatchewan. Things seem to be heading in the right direction. As of July 1st, 2021, Alberta is open for business and Saskatchewan is on the road to recovery as well. In the distance, an election looms. Will Justin and his liberals be brought back to guide this country out of this mess? Or will Canadians choose a different path? It's not going to be the Green Party, that's for sure. A fall election in reality is not that far away, but I choose to enjoy the best summer ever, which my government has branded for me. Hell, I've been told to stay home and wear a mask for the last year and a half. Why not enjoy my ass off this summer as Jason Kenney has told us to do? Summer is here, but there's so much to discuss. The lads are back tonight with a vengeance. Jeff is charged up as his football squad is on the verge of a European championship. Two world wars and one world cup. England will prevail this weekend, I guarantee you. The Stanley Cup is still being contested and it's the middle of July. Our Saskatchewan correspondent, Bo, joins us to discuss the happenings of the day in Canada. And I'm pretty, pretty sure that I owe Jeff a stake. Screw you, Dwayne Johnson, you son of a bitch. Stick around tonight and join us as we will enlighten you, the dear listener, with our very vast discussion on many, 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 many topics. Welcome to episode 31 of Those Canadian Lads. Firstly, boys, before we start, I have a trivia question for you. Did you know what happened 25 years ago tonight in the world of sports entertainment? Um, 25 years ago... I'm going to say Owen Hart died. Bo, do you have an answer? Mm, uh, that would be wrestling. It would be wrestling. You said sports entertainment. Yes, wrestling. Uh, yeah, that's a, you know what? I'm going to probably go with that. I, I have no idea. I really don't I have no idea. All right. Okay. 25 years ago tonight, Hulk Hogan turned heel for the first time in his career, <laughs> joining <laughs> the New World Order in WCW. Woo! Hollywood Hogan, baby. We could only go back to those days. 25 years ago, Bo. 25 years ago, life was good. You know, we're talking the 90s, buddy. The 90s. No internet. No goofy. Oh, there was internet. Well, I guess, yeah. But dial up. You'd have to go through the... (laughs) Sorry. Much different. Jeff Bo, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I'm glad to be back. And uh, yeah, lots to talk about, especially in the political world. I mean, things are opening up. Things are starting to come back to somewhat normal. So we could touch on all these things. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for the talk tonight. And Jeffrey, are you charged up after your uh, your lads uh, of England uh, pulled through the, the victory by cheating in the world uh, of European soccer? The virtue of cheating. Yeah, that was not a penalty. No, I agree it wasn't a penalty. But VAR doesn't work. The soccer world needs to realize this, that VAR is a joke. But you know what? 
there's bad calls in every game. There's bad calls in every sport. And the refs did not come through on this one. I do feel bad for Denmark. Had they not been playing England, they would have been the team I would have been cheering for as they were the Cinderella story with Christian Eriksen, uh, you know, falling in the first game and not being able to compete in the tournament. Um, we wish him all the best, of course. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that their tournament had to come to an end. Fortunately enough for me and other England fans, we march onwards and we bring footy home for the first time in a long time. So no, I'm uh, I'm in a good mood, obviously, actually, and uh, it'd be hopefully my employer is not listening and figures out that for three hours today I did not work <laughs> while watching this stupid game. So <laughs> no, but I am I am uh, I'm ready to go. So uh, before we get going, because Bo had mentioned we're going to do some uh, some of the political talk tonight. Um, admittedly, I'm a little bit behind the times. I've been ignoring things. Um, as Brad has alluded to, we are currently in the best summer out ever. As of Canada Day, I haven't worn a mask once, and I'm enjoying that very much. Bo, what's the situation in Saskatchewan when it comes to that? Uh, Sasky, on Sunday, this Sunday the 11th, we're, mask, we're done with masks. Uh, everything else has been done uh, except the mask. Scott Moe set a date for the 11th. Obviously, he didn't want to shift that date to, you know, he'd be getting taking shots from the left for moving any date. So he stuck to his dates and uh, it's pretty much everything's normal right now. The only thing left is the mask. Um, he came out strong the other day on the vaccine passports, uh, came on the Gormley show, said Saskatchewan will not entertain that. And it's technically against the law in Saskatchewan to ask if you've been vaccinated. It goes against the Saskatchewan Health Privacy Act. So he told employers on the radio that if you're an employer and you want to go down that road, you better get a hold of your lawyer. So things are looking good. And, and when he did that, uh, he won a little bit of praise with me. I was quite impressed that he took uh, took a, a little bit of a lean to the freedom and liberty and, and, and not the uh, not the commie uh, system uh, that everyone else is running. <laughs> There's the first commie of the night. Yeah. The first commie of the night, everyone. Hey, that son of a bitch, he uh, he actually lied. He was supposed to wait for a certain percentage of people to get vaccinated, but he was feeling the pressure to open up. I know Bo's oh, yeah. phoning the premier's office off the hook, and he must have listened <laughs> to you and said, hey, Bo's calling me again. Open her that's, up. Who cares? Let's get that football. That's speed right. He, he clued in. He realized that we're done. Uh, our vax numbers just came to a standstill. I don't even know if we've still hit the number. It just came to a standstill. So. <laughs> it was weeks, weeks ago. ago. And I actually got on the John Gormley show the other day, too. I sent that to you, Brad. Did you see that? I, I, yeah, I, I did. Yeah. You're a radio. Uh, you're you're in the mainstream yeah, yeah. now, Bo. You're not just podcast, oh, Bo. I, I, called, I called in and they had Ryan Miley on, the NDP uh, leader here. And he was pushing his vaccine passports. And I had a small... He sounds like a schoolboy. He's a doctor, so of course he is a schoolboy. Yeah. And he's he's a commie. And uh I was I was uh <laughs> I was I was at my desk working listening to this man on the radio and I snapped out. I had to phone. I was just like, I can't take this anymore. I'm gonna punch out this computer. I got a call. And I got on. I got on, I got cut off after a minute and a bit, but it was good. <laughs> Nobody gets Bo more fired off up than communists. I love it. Yeah. It's like we're in the 1950s. It's the MacArthur. The trial. MacArthur trials. Yeah. It's like, that's damn commies. That's what we need. We need- <laughs> so I, I got to ask, because I did not listen. I didn't hear this. Uh, you do have to pass this on to me because I'm definitely intrigued to listen to this. What what eventually got you cut off? Well, I think I was the last guy in the segment. That was mainly the reason. So they're running short on time. But um 
the question was, does, should the, should the mosaic stadium ha- uh, require vaccine passports? And, and uh, Ryan Miley was pushing passports for everything. And I just, I phoned in and said in a, in a quick minute that, you know, we're already divided on gender. We're divided on race. We're divided on so many other issues. If we're going to entertain dividing everyone on our health status, I mean, you'd almost be nuts to even entertain this. And then uh, I kind of went off a little bit on how quickly these vaccines have come into the to the market and the unknowns. And there's lots of things to still you know figure out. And we're just all of a sudden going to exclude people because they don't have a, a vaccine. Is is this just crazy talk? And then I think they pretty much said thanks for your comments and and, and cut me off. But. <laughs> Big point was I, I just see it as a huge divider again, right? We we don't need any more division. I mean, we're already racists and bigots, and and the last thing we need is you know everyone running around wondering who's vaccinated and who can't go in a store. It just seems like absolute craziness to me. I'm trying to figure out if I can actually mute you on the podcast if you start getting uh, getting wild. No. I, yeah, no, we, we, we don't. No, we don't do that. Even if, even if you could, I want, hey, I want to say something here quick to you two. Now we're going to get into this tonight, but Trudeau, Trudeau <laughs> is Bill C thirty six and Bill ten. If these go through in the fall, this podcast will probably be toast by the fall. So let we might as well run it hard and run it vulgar as we can because it's probably going to be done in the fall when that when when Canada puts that commie back in. <laughs> I, uh, well, well, I do, unfortunately, I do think you're probably right. I think Trudeau, I'm not going to follow you on the commie comment necessarily, but I do think Trudeau is going to win another government, if not a majority, unfortunately, based upon the, uh, what's available in the marketplace for voting. But, um, you know what, if this podcast does get taken down by the government, that'll probably be the biggest feather in my cap, actually, in my lifetime, to be honest, <laughs> the fact that I was targeted by the government. I think I'll, I think I'll take that, actually. <laughs> Old Justin threw us uh, into the clinker for calling him a commie. Well, at the end of the day, I, don't, I, I mean, it's it's getting pretty scary. If, if I mean, I've heard people come on and say, this is exactly what North Korea does. I mean, if this goes through, luckily the Senate shut it down, built 10. You can't compare Canada to North Korea. They they execute people in a football stadium by shooting them with like artillery had, guns. The guy's a maniac. Well, Canada did some pretty greasy things in his day. I don't know. I'm I'm not. I'm just saying that the censorship is along the same lines. His bill thirty six, uh, bill C three six. Have you read it, Brad? You'd get fined seventy thousand dollars if you uh, are out of line. Yeah, Bo. I'm trying to enjoy the best summer ever. Okay. Okay. Jason Kenny told me to enjoy well, myself, and I'm following suit. I am listening to the government on this one. Brad's also, and I, I, I'm in the same bag. Uh, Brad and Jeff are what the government would call empty bags <laughs> coming for 70k from yeah, us. True, true, true. <laughs> uh, that's pretty. That's pretty, much that's pretty much everybody. That's pretty much everybody. I agree. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> You you know what though I will agree with so I was uh, I was texting with our fine uh, correspondent Bo from Saskatchewan the other day because I was losing my ever loving mind so all the the campaigning has started across Canada in regards to you know getting the uh, the majority for Trudeau or um, I know uh, Aaron O'Toole has been pushing the uh, the uh, the coronavirus uh, story in the lab in Winnipeg uh, 
um, you know, corruption story uh, from the conservative side. But uh, I lost my mind uh, because Justin Trudeau has come out and said by 2035, uh, you'll not not be able to buy a car uh, with uh, with gasoline, uh, any carbon based car uh, in Canada anymore. You'll have to buy an electric vehicle. And um, I didn't think of that from an environmental point of view. I'm like, this mother effers trying to buy the votes in Ontario. He's trying to push the automotive sector and kill uh, again, the oil industry and energy industry in Western Canada. So um, I lost my I lost my shit. To be honest with you, I was you were very fired upset. Up. I... Go ahead, Jeff. Well, I was going to say, like the uh, rem... I'm not going to go down the environmental thing just because it didn't pop into my head. To be honest, but the thing I would think about too is like if you're if you're the Liberal government, you're going to run on the platform that we're going to outlaw all all vehicles that run on uh, fossil fuels effectively, aren't you just hurting the people that can't afford vehicles then? Because let's face it, electric vehicles are not cheap. In fact, they're probably the, they're the most expensive vehicles on the, on the road currently. So what, you're going to alienate, I don't know, everyone below the poverty line, alienate uh, the middle class in regards to being able to afford a vehicle going forward? It doesn't seem like a... Uh, doesn't seem like a plausible at the end of the day uh, strategy to win any votes at the, with what's going to happen. Where are you going to charge these cars? Well, that's just it too. Like I know that like uh, from another podcast I listened to in LA, uh, the neighborhoods in Los Angeles that have more electric vehicles uh, charged into the charging walls, um, they have brownouts because the infrastructure is not there in order to have that many people charging their vehicles and having that much of a draw on the system. Uh, as far as I can tell, I haven't seen any plans in regards to upgrading Canada's grid so that we're able to fix all these vehicles. Could you imagine a city like Toronto coming to a halt because there's no electricity for the vehicles to be charged? We're shutting down coal-fired power plants. We're having less capacity in the marketplace for for energy and power. So it doesn't make any sense. His plan doesn't make any sense. He's just clamoring for votes, the bastard. Yeah, I, I think it's a, I think it's a red herring. I think it's just a, a campaign promise that will never be met. Of course, yeah, and but... twenty thirty five is a long ways away. I mean, I would. Well, no, it's, it's not, not, but I mean, Trudeau will be long gone. I mean, the the Liberal Party, the Liberal yeah. Party. I, I have no idea what. Well, I mean, really, right now we have no idea what Canada looks like going forward. I mean, you know, uh, I'd be shocked if Canada is still a, an entire country by twenty thirty five. I would. I the way we're going, I. I foresee some sort of separation of power by then. I would, I would assume it's getting pretty crazy. Like if Trudeau, if Trudeau wins another election, and especially if he wins another majority, I, I, uh, I don't know what the West. I mean, what's Alberta going to do? You guys live in Alberta. Trudeau gets another four-year mandate with no, no oversight, a majority. Uh, people, I think, are going mean, to. That's that's going to have to be the straw. That breaks. That Buffalo party gets strong. And the Maverick party. <laughs> and the Mavericks. And the U.S.-Canada separation party. All the loons. Well, I don't know if they're loons. I'd say the ones that are paying attention. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Oh, I'm dead serious. They're the ones that are paying attention to know how crazy and goofy and how robbed Brad, your precious Alberta has paid for most of this country, and it's it's being robbed and looted. 
And uh, yeah, I understand your patriotism to the flag. I get that. I, I can I can buy into that. But the the Laurentian uh, elite have uh, robbed your province, and they will continue to rob it until Alberta does something. Well, that's their God given right to 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 ruin they, this country. They've done a great take job. from us. I don't I, I don't think it's a God given right. <laughs> I, I do like uh, I said like I'm I don't personally believe that we're going to see uh either a chunk of the country separating in the next 4 years or 10 years, but obviously I do think that um and maybe I'll, I'll switch gears a little bit to the Kenny government a little bit, but like it seems like any uh, measurement that Alberta's tried to stand up for itself blows up in its face in regards to like more of a joking headline thing, as opposed to like an actual change in regards to Alberta's tr- treated amongst the Confeder- Confederacy. So I don't know. Um, it might be it, you're right, Bo. It might prove to be one of those things where people are like a little bit fed up with it. Now, as I said, I ultimately don't think people have the stomach for that, but fl- we'd have to see. People have been fed up with friggin' Ottawa for a hundred years in this province. You know, I remember my parents talking about, you know, Pierre Trudeau and, you know, the energy, uh, what do they call the national yeah. energy program and interest rates going through the roof and, you know, all that kind of crap. And, you know, the, there's always been a disdain in this province only, for, for, uh, the only thing I think that might change a little bit is that you guys kind of got robbed with Kenny. Uh, I think everyone thought they were getting a real fighter with Kenny. And once you guys put Kenny in there, you didn't get a real fighter. You got a kind of a globalist shill that talks out of both sides of his mouth. And, uh, <laughs> a yeah, and I mean, dud. when you get a real leader in there, that's a hardcore separatist or hardcore Alberta first type of politician that can rally people, not a, not a globalist shill like uh, Kenny, you're going to see a lot bigger change. Kenny is, I, I hate to say it, Kenny's really just a fake. He's hes a disappointment, even though I don't live in Alberta. I, I, I thought you guys had a real chance at some strong conservative leadership, but Kenny's been nothing but a disappointment, just like Doug Ford, just like Brian Pallister, all these PC or CP uh, conservative premiers, they're all a joke. You need you're going to need these small separatist parties with real when the real, uh, you know, people like a Nigel Farage that was in England start to take positions of power and, and, and create a real movement. It may not be for another five or 10 years, but that movement will come and then there will be change. Yeah, I don't, as I said, like, it's hard to say what the future is going to hold. I, um, as I said, I think for the most part, if you take the average citizen who's thinking about what's going on in their province, I don't think a lot of people have the stomach to make that kind of change and get away from the country or break away completely from Ottawa. But yeah, I don't that, think that, 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 that voice isn't there, you know, in Alberta, the voice isn't truly like we joke around like, oh, we're going to fucking leave this province, our country, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, we do feel part of, you know, the union of Canada and like the the fabric of Canada and people, you know, everyday Joe, you know, our next door neighbor, you know, all that, they, they're not thinking that way. You know, they're, 
and maybe most people don't think as deeply, you know, as the lads do on on the podcast in regards to, you know, <laughs> just laughing. <laughs> yeah, deep thought. Yeah, yeah. No, but I I do I, I agree with Bo. Uh, maybe in one breath in regards to Kenny, and not not for the same reasons per se, but I think once again Kenny's an example of a career politician who is really not actually interested in any real change in what he talks about. His The system has allowed him to be uh, voted in in a federal level, allowed him to be voted in in a provincial level, and it is just really his career. Now, I don't think he foresaw the last four years going the way it's been going, and that's probably a misjudgment on his part. And let's face it, he's looked, he's looked poor most of the time while doing so. But I, I think it's more of an example of the fact that, like, these guys who are career politicians and people who, and I know Brad gets a little bit upset about the end, provincial NDP government uh, party and the stuff they put out there and certain members of their party. But I will say that once again, too, I just think they're just trolling for more votes. They're not, nobody's really interested in a mass vast majority of change. I haven't seen one politician, you know, come to the the forefront in the last year and a half, even during COVID here that has, has spoken to me as like someone who, wants to change be it right wing left wing anybody they've all been you know throwing the manure at each other you know trying to clamor for their next election you know nobody's talking about real issues they're only talking about um you know the the touch point issues that you know are going to get them votes right it's there's nobody really jumping out there as like hey i'm a leader i care they're all you know schoolboy and schoolgirls who are you know career politicians who are you know, Kenny had probably eyes of, you know, wanting to get into f- more federal politics after his, his premier run, right? He was just climbing the the political ladder, right? So, um, and in my mind, you know, he's been a, he's been a friggin' letdown. Um, and I, I can't even think of what an NDP government would, would do to this province after this this uh this covid well, run, so what what people are starting to see is it's in the states they use the term the uni party which is basically the republicans and the democrats just switching you know they're, they're the same party they just take turns you know just kind of raping and pillaging the country and that's kind of what's been happening in canada i mean when you look at all the the uh free trade and all the things that have kind of put us in a bad situation a lot of that stuff was signed in uh under the conservatives so the conservative and liberal party, the kind of the same thing, a uni party that haven't really been, they've been more of a globalist setup. And right now you have, you know, we're kind of in the infant stage of a populist, uh, populist rise up against that old establishment. Now what that looks like five, 10 years down the road, I don't know, but it could, it could be much different. You, you, you may see Canada fractured up into a whole bunch of small little parties that that like uh, the Mavericks and the Buffaloes and and they'll have certain amount of seats. I don't know what it looks like, but I don't see a stable uh, 1995 Canada coming back anytime soon. It's just going to get more divided, more heated, and and a little bit more well, broken. To take you back, to take you back, Bo, to you know the mid 90s, Canada wasn't you know the the well-knitted blanket, you know, put together. That's went right. Through That's a right. separatist vote. With Quebec. And it was 1% right. difference of, That's right. and, of the switch. So and, in reality, we've been, you know, stewing for the last, you know, you had meant, you'd mentioned years. earlier, right? When that was happening, we're all in high school or, or so. So as we age and get older and pay more attention, we see it as a more 
turbulent time, but it's always had its issues. It's always, I mean, like you said, your parents, uh, the old man, Trudeau, National Energy Board, it's been nonstop. Uh, it's been a nonstop shit show. And really, the West hasn't really benefited a whole lot. It's just, uh, especially Alberta, with all the wealth that Alberta creates, it's just been shipping that coin out east. And uh, that's where all the votes are. And and uh, I don't know. I, I agree. I, I don't know what it's going to take to change it. If it's going to get changed, I don't know what's going to happen. As the West, of as Western Canada becomes more diverse, I, I guess in a way it kind of loses its uh, ability to fight that that as hard as it may have maybe we're already weaker than we were even 10 years ago well uh i'm gonna gonna switch gears slightly but i want to ask you guys a question and maybe we've discussed this on one of the previous times bo has been here but uh, bo kind of opened up talking about the divisiveness of what's going on with politics and quite frankly a lot of things a lot of different issues and sticking with the political parties um and I agree with Bo to a certain extent. I think the liberals and conservatives seem to be completely happy with just alternating governing the country to a certain extent with a few premiers sprinkled in along the way that are of different parties. And I, I think that's very much how it looks in the U.S. as well. But are are the major parties, whether it be Republican and Democratic in the United States and liberal and conservative or NDP in Canada, are they just using the social issues that have been front and center for feels like so long now as a smokescreen in regards to, hey, let's just try to get you guys in our camp and we won't have you really doing any real research in regards to what is going to affect your livelihood in the future. What, what are your guys' well, thoughts on that? I agree 100%. I think, I think the, that was my whole point to the radio call. And I think the whole, the whole notion of left versus right uh, paradigm, uh, then you tie that into the social issues of the left versus right there's just nonstop division. That's why Twitter is such a, you know, it's such a cesspool. That's why everybody's exhausted. I mean, we're, we're still talking about abortion in certain areas. You know, why would I, why I don't, I could in 2015, I would never think we'd be having to talk about vaccine passports. That's another divider. These are all division dividing issues uh, in the States right now, the school system Uh, you know, there's a huge issues with critical race theory. They're basically teaching the youth in the United States and Canada to be, uh, you know, hate, hate, hate your history, hate, erase your history, hate, hate everybody that did anything bad in the past. You're, you're just creating more hate, more division. And, and these politicians and these parties are fueling it. And on top of it, who's pouring the most fuel on it is a mainstream media. The mainstream media is pouring the gas from the top the political right and left are pouring from the sides and us poor people in the middle are uh, unfortunately having to play this game of, of division. And uh, really at the end of the day, that's what needs to stop. We need to look and see who is dividing us. And it, it's really the, it's, it's the political class, the elite. And they're part of that. The media. True. We have state-ran media here. I mean, the, the, all, all of our mainstream media is cut a check by Trudeau. It's no different than China. They run state, state uh, or, or Russia. They run state-run. The U.S. does not run state-run media. Well, half their. You know what? I think honestly, like there's a there's a segment of the population that would see it as a travesty because obviously it's created different type of art and you know, uh, entertainment for people throughout Canada for the, the time it's been on the air. But the CBC, honestly, it's so, 
it's it shouldn't be a news source. That's right. They shouldn't have a news function at all. That should be completely eliminated. If we're going to fund anything, it should be for arts and entertainment, uh, and obviously hockey night in Canada. Um, bring sponsored back Don Cherry, Huawei. I guess, but uh, um, sponsored by <laughs> Huawei, China. Um, <laughs> it is. That's it is. Now it's TCL, I think, another Chinese company. So um, yeah. So not saying anything about it, I guess, but just seems a little weird. But. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I think it's um I think it's time to move away from from that as a news source. I think it's a joke. Um, if you ever watch the CBC, it's pretty well uh, attuned to. Uh, I, I'm going to sound like Bo here, 100%. but the liberal agenda. Well, so uh, so going back to what I was kind of asking is like okay, so we a good, the three of us, and I'm assuming everyone else who's listening, because obviously our our listeners are above intelligence. Uh, definitely geniuses i would say um people are going to see the forest from the trees to a certain extent so instead of focusing on who's delivering the message should we now be encouraging people to forego the message should we not be saying like hey we need to and i maybe i'm getting on a i'm on a train track i don't really know where i'm going to a certain extent but i guess the thing i would say is do we do we just forego any of these issues and just go, listen, we're not listening to anything anymore. Um, and probably one of the reasons I'm saying this is because the last like three or four weeks, I've not off the grid, but I'm not really listening or watching to anything. I've watched Euro 2021. I've watched a little bit of the hockey, but I'm, I haven't really watched a lot of anything, to be honest, and you including know, the news. So you, you know what? I get my news. Who, what I get my news from is from Bo. Bo t- texts me news stories and like updates in what re- regards to what's going on in the, uh, the uh, Winnipeg lab that the uh, liberal <laughs> government will not release uh, any of the confidential information on. Uh, and they're suing the, was it the speaker of the house because they, yeah, who's on piece or whatever? I guess it's crazy, well, but that just seems like it's protocol. If I could touch on that, to... wouldn't you think that would be a main story on all the news channels? Like, would that not be a headline story? On you should see that every night on the CBC, shouldn't you? Brett, yeah, yeah, I would agree. I, I don't watch CBC, so I don't know. So, but I, I did read that mail. I think mail. is the one I, that I did see that story. The but mail. just to talk, touch on what Jeff had said, and and yeah. you guys had mentioned this in your last podcast with John Stewart is that at this point in time, everybody's getting their news from a different source. I I look at the mainstream as total garbage. I don't trust anything they say. And that's just me. But my I have an uncle who's 77 and that's all he watches. So he he is he doesn't have access to the news that I get. So he thinks I'm crazy. He thinks, where do you get this shit? You're nuts. Now I think he's I think he's crazy because he's <laughs> because he's listening to the CBC and CTV. So we have a system in society where we have two or three, you know, we have people like me getting my news from, and I'm not saying everywhere I get my news is legit. I, I understand that. I'm not saying that, hey, everything I send you, Brad, isn't verified. It's just something that I think needs to be looked at. Uh, but some of it I'm entertained by. Yeah, and some I mean, of somebody like. Yeah, and could be real. Well, we could have be fake, this, but at we least have it's a two-tiered system of people getting news. Like, if you're a boomer, like most boomers, you're watching your 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 evening CTV or global or 
and you're getting told Delta variants and va- vaccines and all the scare tactics and all that stuff that, and that's all you're pumped into your head daily, daily. So yeah, you're the one running around all paranoid. Now, if you're like me, you're, you're like, that's all garbage. And then you're in the Twitter world getting news sources from all over the world and, and reading their stuff from, from different countries. And I'll admit some of that's garbage, but it's, it puts you in a different camp of mindset. It's like, wait a minute. Um, the stuff I'm, I'm hearing about here in Canada on the mainstream doesn't match up with any of this other stuff. And, and your gut instinct um, uh, as a person, like every individual is different. It's how much trust you have in the system. I, my, myself, I don't trust the system. I mean, I don't really buy into all the experts. And when I see the uh, Ontario health minister uh, get caught on a hot mic saying, I just read what they put in front of me from the who. Well, yeah, that just verifies what I already think. You people are just being told what to say by a, uh, by a hidden shadow. And I, I, I can see through that. Now, if most of the people that. I'll give you a prime example. Yeah, go ahead. I'll give you a prime example. The analysts that they hire. The analysts that they hire to tell you their expert opinions. So I don't know if you name know the name Jeffrey Tubin, but Jeffrey Tubin's a C, he's a CNN he, he was a CNN analyst. He no, he, a, he's back. Yeah, is he back? He's back. Well, yeah. he's the he's the Joker that got caught pulling his putt on a Zoom <laughs> yeah, call, you know, during a during a live meeting, you know. So that's the type of person that they've got providing I mean. expert analysis on government <laughs> affairs. I will really Johnny qu- Pudpuller. Really quickly on the Jeffrey Tubin thing, do you guys do yourself a favor and Google his uh, re-entry that. into CNN? The, they have so they, when they like the, the other reporter who's introduced like oh Jeffrey's back hey Jeffrey why were you gone <laughs> he's just like uh, I've seen that, well, that, that it, was almost, it was almost uh, once Committing. again quite strange and weird that that interview would happen like that <laughs> oh I know it was it was awkward as hell it was fun to watch as somebody who doesn't care but but I I, I do want to go back to like Bo's point and I do I agree it was like I'm not necessarily yeah, saying like uh, sorry your uncle yeah. Yeah, seventy-two-year-old uncle, or okay, okay. Give him a throw, Uncle Johnny. Yeah, Uncle Johnny. There we go. That's easier for me. So, Uncle, uh, I don't expect Uncle Johnny to watch something on CTV and then go jump to his computer uh, and go like, okay, I'm going to look up the stats that they threw out there here. But I do think that is another prime example. And like you said yourself, Bo, you're like, uh, I, I understand that some of the stuff that I'm sharing, some of the stuff I'm looking at, is unverified news source. And I'm not saying you have to go d- deep dive on everything, but if you can recognize that, like, uh, listen, some of this is probably going to be proven incorrect, or at least it's not the full story of what's going forward. It's it proves that the onus is on the individual to go look up the information that they're being fed to verify that it is legit information. And I think that's at the end of the day, that's the only thing we can ever do is actually just count on the individual to go do the right thing with it. I think you just hit it on the head because let's face facts: the, the people putting the news out they're not they're in their minds they're legitimate news organizations because they have money backing them and they've been around their institutions but at the end of the day they're just businesses and those businesses yeah. are trying to gain listeners and um, uh, advertising dollars and you know the more people that watch them the more money they get blah 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 you know very simple um so that's why you know before the pod started tonight I was talking to Bo cuz he was talking about uh, my rant a little bit about CTV news and the uh the delta variant uh you know they brought in some 
somebody over the last year and a half, I've seen the same people on the news telling me about, you know, COVID-19, you know, where we're at in the world, how it's going in Alberta. And then they brought out some, you know, some new joker out of the closet and be like, the Delta variant will be worse than ever in the fall. And it's just like, no, no, it won't. Well, we don't know, and that's no. Thing. I'm but, calling my but, shot right now. It's not going to be. That but much. I do. I like to to the point. And Bo, you'll have to forgive yeah, me. Yeah. I know you're not much uh, much on the hockey front, but it, it's the same. Th- it's the same thing. Like uh, there's the rumor that Duncan Keith may or may not be traded to the Edmonton Oilers from Chicago, and I don't know the amount of articles I've seen where I'm like, a lot of people are projecting that this is a good idea, and I'm like. It's a 38-year-old defenseman with declining numbers. I, I, whoa, I need whoa, to, whoa, 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 whoa. Do we I have need, to have another podcast about this? You don't think that's a good idea? No, I don't. But yeah, we can do oh, that in another podcast. But but my my, my point being is that I read the articles and I read a few things saying like promoting how it was a good idea. And I'm like, I'm going to go look this stuff up. I got to go verify that if I share, because I don't share this opinion. I want to see if I'm totally way off base or Jeff, not. But he's been playing in front of shit goalies and like he had, he's had a revolving door of partners through uh, the last couple of years. They've, it's a declining team. He's yeah, he's 38. But if you reduce the numbers of, of, of minutes he plays, he's a solid, you know, uh, top four defenseman still. You, you have undeniable proof of that. I am. I guarantee you it, man. The guy has got two two Norris trophies, three Stanley Cups, a Conn Smythe trophy. You know what that do for the room? Yeah, but he won that stuff like That's eight years opinion. ago. Ah, fuck. Man. I I I smell another steak coming my way. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. No, I just as I said, I it's one of those things where, like I said, I think you have to go do your own. You have to go do your own research on it. Or if you're just gonna be force fed anything, you're gonna do go some down more. the wrong path. Sorry, do some more, do some more research. But, but, I'm done but with it. back to our Canadian so, broadcasters, which they're they're all getting a check from Trudeau, right? So, you know, they're they're mm-hmm. all oh, of them yeah, get oh, a yeah. check. They all get a Even check. Even CTV Global, oh, yeah. they all get a. Not one of them the would survive. Subsidy? I don't think without it. Um, True North Rebel, uh, couple Post Millennial. Those are your more. Those are independent um, news media's that are obviously not Trudeau friendly. But it, all the main ones that you know, Brad, like the ones that are on TV at night, uh, showing you the weather and and the, the 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 latest Delta scare, that is all paid by Trudeau, or you and I as a taxpayer, we pay for that. So they have an owner, and that's the Liberal government. Now, uh, O'Toole has come out and campaigned that he will defund the CBC. So you can imagine how much love the CBC is going to give O'Toole. None. So, so, no, of course not. Yeah, I you can't you you can't proclaim that I'm gonna. Yeah, as soon exactly. as I marry this woman, I'm gonna start hitting her. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but like, you can't, like, like Rosemary. Here's the other thing: like, I, I have a hard time <laughs> imagining that Trudeau could get a majority, and maybe maybe it's just because maybe I'm in my own little my own little universe of how I think. But I just I can't fathom that. I just to me, if the amount of shit he's pulled. Uh, from SNC to the Wee scandals to to this Winnipeg uh, mili- uh, China, uh, CCP military stealing uh, viruses and running back to the Wuhan lab. How can this man not even he should actually be getting arrested from the RCMP at this point, not not uh, getting majority government in Canada and, and for the pollsters to come out and say he's got a nine point lead. 
I'm sorry, but in my, I, I feel like that's such, I just cannot fathom that. I've, I don't even know anyone like heavily. Yeah, but polls are skewed as well. Pull you dip. You got to well, look at I'm, where you're getting your polls from. And that's Hillary yeah, Clinton was leading the U S election. That's what we're saying the on anything. The, like anything election, like back yeah. to uncle Johnny, where this started, that poor bastard's watching TV every night, getting fed bullshit. And he has no idea. <laughs> Yeah, you need to bring Uncle jo- Uncle Johnny needs to I come on the every podcast. Day. He, we need to have him, a chat. Him and I go back and educated. forth, and he sits at a table with a bunch of A and W people, <laughs> his same age, and I'm like, "You're all drunk on vodka down there. You have no idea what's happening." And they think I'm crazy. They're like, "Wavering, yeah, wavering." And, <laughs> and I'm Weyburn? like, "These these these guys." I'm yeah. like, yeah. "They just they've they've been spoon fed bullshits for so long. They wouldn't recognize." the truth if it slapped them it, it just it's just i so i came to a realization i can't blame my uncle he's been spoon-fed bullshit every night to the point where uh, i just can't get through to him and he thinks he thinks i'm off in conspiracy land you know what it's like our favorite topic du jour on those canadian lads podcast the ufo uap uh uh topic of the day and uh i'm not gonna lie that thing has fizzled out like a friggin' airless balloon over the last couple of weeks. After getting that nothing burger report, uh, that thing has uh, they did the, they did the job, Jeff. They they put a bullet in that thing big time. Oh, absolutely no, and it's one of those th- it's one of those things that like um, I don't want to keep say- saying that I think Bo I'll is right it. in some regards, <laughs> but like. No, it is just you, I don't, you I don't, keep doing it though. I, I keep doing it, but well, because I do agree. But I think it does go to it goes to kind of prove that when when a government wants to control the message and it wants to you know control what people are going to do next in regards to it, the UFO report is a very good example of it. That when I texted you that night that it came out, all I wrote was, "Well, that was a whole lot of fucking nothing," and it was it, the only thing the only. Only thing worth mentioning in the whole report is that of 144 unexplained flying objects, there was only the 143 of them. They didn't know what it was, and they have no idea how to figure it out unless they have better technology. But you're right. Since then, everything's gone silent, and I think that's exactly what the government intended to do. So I was also wrong. I thought they were going to use it as a scare tactic to increase uh, monetary funding for the for the military. But no, they just decided they didn't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, because they can't tell us what it is because. One, either they don't know, or it's too shocking for us to know. No, I don't and think it is. I, I just think it's one of the situations where they're just like, we don't know what it is, and we're just going to shut down the conversation. It's like what you do with your kids. Like, you just go like, like how come the moon follows our car? I don't know. Shut up and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if you, yeah. if you guys look at every major event in the last 70 years if you started with the jfk assassination government shut it you know they feed you your story it's that's the story they move on if you if you look at the 9-11 same thing uh lots of red flags in all these situations and and there's no real uh journalism to to break into it and, and crack it open you get the story that they want you to hear same as the coronavirus uh, you guys mentioned on your last podcast how uh, you know John until John Stewart came out and highlighted that this thing was probably created in a lab. Uh, everyone thought this thing came from a bat. It never came from a bat. Anyone who thinks this came from a bat uh, shouldn't be voting. They're not. They're not smart enough to vote. You should lose your voting rights. You're too stupid. If you think this came from a bat, 
<laughs> I do. I do like it though. And you know, it, it does go to prove once again, it's just like, look how easily that message was able to be shared once it was with somebody that as the generality people agreed with. It's just like, Oh, we all love John Stewart. And like I said, in that podcast, I'm like, I enjoy John Stewart as a comedian. I loved the daily show when I was in college. Like John Stewart's, what he said on that show doesn't change my opinion. Cause I would have already kind of, I'm like, well, there's a lab where they work on this in the city in which it was released. I'm like, it's at least plausible that, that that's where it originated from. It and was the like fact blocks everyone... away from that wet market. But it was, but there, there was a, there was an effort made, uh, whether it be on social media or in the main mainstream media, where it was like, if you say that you were accused of being ignorant, oh, that racist, pulled that shit in parliament a, a couple weeks ago, where somebody started bringing up China and he, he pretty much called them a racist. And it's yeah. like, what are you doing, man? They're like, just, they're, they're quite, they're, it's critical thought. It's like, they're questioning things that are happening, you know, like, yeah, there seems to be some sort of issue around the Winnipeg lab and two, you know, Chinese nationals that were deported from Canada and nobody's willing to come to the table from the, 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 the current government to tell the public what happened. Cause there's yeah. obviously something bad happened. And I hope coronavirus didn't get created in Canada. Well, and there's a chance that would really be, suck. And for I us. mean, like some experts have said, this is this isn't just if this turns out to be what we think it is. This is espionage. This is major. This is where this is stuff out of Tom Clancy novels where people are like, "Holy shit!" And and I mean, Trudeau is now taking an MP, the Speaker, who he nominated as a Liberal MP, to court. He does. He's doing everything in his power to make sure that we don't find out what happened. I mean, ground, where's the RCMP? Like, I don't even understand how we're this far down the road. And that, and, and then the CBC comes on and says he's going to win a majority election. Like, we're living in an upside-down shit show that I, I just, I don't understand how anyone can listen to any of this and fathom that it's real. You know what we have to do? We have to do this. And the next, you know, next time maybe we have Bo on, we're going to have a homework assignment and we're going to predict what the world looks like in the year, let's say 2050. How many more years is that? What is that? It's (laughs) 29, 29 years. So we'll be old. We'll be old guys. We'll be like uncle Johnny by then. So what is, what does the world look like for our kids? What does the world look like when we're sitting at the A and W and waver? We'll be cooked just like him. And we're uncle Johnny. We'll be and, cooked uh, just like him, spewing out a, a bunch of mainstream bullshit because we won't know how to run the new tech phone. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, one of us won't be. That's Bo right. will still be bringing the f- news from the fringe, which is fine. But <laughs> <laughs> he will. Yeah, no, and but but there, yeah, no, and that and that's exactly it. And I I would once again point out that it's just like it's up to the individuals to go. Okay. I, I see what's going on. I, exactly. Somebody mentions, hey, there's some plausible, there's some plausible information and there seems to be further evidence that that this virus was manufactured in a lab. And there seems to be some plausible information and something that we need to be concerned about, about labs in our own country and regards to who's working there. And you're right. All of a sudden you have somebody shouting racist or we're going to take you to court and stuff like that. And like Bo's response here is it's up to the citizen and the individual to go like, this does seem fishy. Why is this going down the way? Why is somebody screaming racist while putting their fingers in their ears and going la 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 at the end of it? It's just like it should be questioned. And 
the unfortunate reality is that the question comes down to at the next election, because you witness this type of stuff, because you find it either acceptable or unacceptable, who are you going to cast your vote for? And I think that I'm I don't want to sound like an arrogant fuck, but I do think a majority of the population doesn't care to learn about this type of stuff and they don't care. They just want to trust their elected officials without any questioning. And there's a big chunk of the population that, like I mentioned earlier, they buy into the smoke screen. They want to listen to, oh, this guy's up with my social issues. This guy, this person's down with um, these people being oppressed. This guy doesn't speak of this type of stuff. Therefore, he doesn't care about it. And they just want to vote that way to a certain extent without it actually making a difference in their world. And no, I think that's right. the unfortunate reality of the situation. You're right. You're, you're, you're always right. You're right. You're right. 100%. Except, except for the geniuses that listen to those Canadian lads. <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna scare our listeners off. You're gonna piss them off, Jeff. Stop it. I'm targeting specific listeners that I'm trying to make good. <laughs> so, well, the mentor Brad, Brad, on Twitter, Brad. You mentioned on the lad, last yeah. podcast, and I'm just gonna touch on it again now. Hypothetical. Let's not get too crazy, but let's just play it out that the fall comes and your Delta variant kicks up. We're going into lockdown. Your kids are going to school with masks. Me being the non-vaccinated, and I have no problem saying that to anyone, I'm now the threat. I'm the one that created the new variant. And all of Canada, and all of Canada is now going to be locked man. down and everyone's going to be crushed because the 30% non-vaxxed uh, created a new variant and we're all going to die. Are you going to buy that story? Are you going to roll with that story and go, God damn it, Bo, you son of a bitch. Or are you going downtown... Are you going downtown to picnic <laughs> tables and say, I've had enough of this bullshit? Which scenario are you going to do? Because you know that's. I'm getting in my. Yeah. I'm getting in my gasoline pickup truck. So I'm you're driving not going to down, the great provinces. You're not Saskatchewan. going downtown to the. Find your house number. I'm grabbing like eight, eight vials of Pfizer and I'm going to shove them down the road. <laughs> unfortunately get the vaccine when the media pumps that bullshit story that's what we're going to be up against and it you know i can already see it coming and i hope it doesn't but as i know how goofy the media is and how goofy most of the canadian public are that's what's going to come and and then the non-vaxxed are going to be the big you know and like let's just touch on that for a sec if you're vaxxed you're protected that's why you everyone got it so i don't understand why the narrative of uh, like even the way they push that with uh, lotteries, we've got homeless people sleeping in Calgary, people that can't get that can't get food. Kenny and Pallister are throwing millions around with free ice cream on top of it to go get a jab. Like nothing adds up. Nothing makes sense. None of this shit makes any sense to anyone that sits down and rationally thinks about it. Would you agree or am I, am I the, am I the, am I the, the loony tune? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you an example here. So the mask thing, it's really interesting. So we talk about how it affected people and how it's, you know, is it good? Is it bad? I'll give you a personal experience. So this weekend, obviously vac or, or masks became, uh, um, okay not to wear anymore. The government told us that we didn't have to wear them anymore. So, um, my little guy and I, we stopped, uh, we stopped at a gas station in, uh, Northern Alberta and uh, we filled some gas up in the in the vehicle and uh i'm like let's go into the store and he's like dad i don't have a mask and i'm like dude you don't need a mask 
you know how fucking excited this kid was? Like he was vibrating to walk through like a friggin' roadside store without a mask. Like he actually pulled me. He's like, I'm not wearing a mask right now. It's awesome. And he's like, and it, it's a, it affected him. He's eight years old and it affected him. And he essentially was telling me how excited he was not to wear this piece of fabric so, over his mouth. So back to they my question. Psychologically affected if we get kid. the Delta variant and they want to mask your boy again in the fall, what are you going to do about it? Good. I'm probably going to say Good. something at the school. I'm going to voice my opinion because I don't think it's something we need to do anymore. The Canadian, you did. Because you know what? I did my part. I did my Mm -hmm. part. I got. I got my vaccines, and uh, and I'm 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 hoping the teachers got their vaccines, and we see case counts drop over fifty percent now are double vaxxed in in Alberta. You know, people have done their part now. It's it's up to us to to make sure that you know everybody's protected. But at the end of the day, this is about this isn't about the kids or anything that they're just trying to protect the healthcare system, and I'm okay with that. But we've done that, and now it's time to move forward. And, and that's my only that's my take on it. It's time to move forward because the damage that has already been done is done. You know, people got sick, people died, people committed suicide, people lost jobs you know, economies were crushed, and, and, businesses were closed. It, you got, you got to stop and now you got to move And forward. I respect That's your my opinion, opinion on you all of that. I respect now. the fact that you did what you needed to do. My, my opinion, and lots won't like it, the means didn't justify the ends. We went way overboard. Um, I don't, I don't believe that the COVID, I don't believe the hype as much as we said, we still, we know it's a 99 point, nine seven survival rate for people in their 70s children are 99.999 people my age in decent health are 99.98 uh there's drugs out there like uh, hydroxychloroquine and uh in or uh ivermectin that can help you there's multiple things you can do now to mask us destroy the econ but that being said Bo, well, they didn't they, know they, they didn't there was that. lots of people that wanted to talk but once again our mainstream wouldn't let that narrative even show up on the tv it was just everybody's on the same page that was my other beef i told you guys in the one podcast bring out all the lockdown experts bring out all the non lockdown experts let them talk to the public in a free and open society then tell all the mask uh, vaccine people that that want to do that say hey we're going to do that we're going to give you everything we can and then the people like myself who are willing to just continue to live life uh, and take the risk you guys can do that you, those that want to be protected and have uh, schooling from home could do that but they didn't do that they never ever gave us the other side of the story the other side there's multiple doctors multiple people with education more educated than uh hinshaw and 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 all these other there's Experts from around the world saying everything we're doing is wrong. Those people didn't get a fair shake at the mainstream news conferences. They just didn't. And all I'm saying is if we come to the fall and they try to pull this shit again, I hope the average Canadian says enough is enough. I'm not putting up with this. My child's not going to school with a mask. I'm not putting a booster shot in me for the fourth time. We're going to, we're going to stand up for our rights. If that doesn't happen, I'm going to be extremely disappointed because the the country will have been played again. And that's my opinion. Now, lots of people will say that's don't agree with it. That's fine. 
I don't care. It's just my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong on some of it, but that's where I stand. I think the beer's kicking in. <laughs> I, you know what? That's the beauty of this, though, right? Is like, no, I, I, I don't typically agree fine. with you on this point. But, but, yeah. But that's the beauty of this this form is that we can sit down and have this critical, you know, thought discussion and not, you know, come at each other with, you know, verbal assaults and call each other nope. loons or, or anything like that. We don't agree. But at the end of the day, we've got to find a way forward. I, that's for me. It's finding a way forward out of this because uh, the, I, the I, damage, like I said, has been done already. People have died. People have got sick. People have lost jobs. People yeah, we, have put bullets we, in their brains, hung themselves. We both you know, want the end like result. And I think I think at the end of the day, that's the beauty. You had said on your la- last podcast, Brad and Jeff, opinions change. Opinions are always changing. I might change my opinion next year if I see 45-year-olds dropping dead. Maybe, my, my, maybe I end up on a respirator uh, in the hospital and I live and Brad goes, that dumb son of a bitch should have got his vaccine. That might change my mind right? That could happen. But at this point in time, my mind is fixated that this has been overplayed and that they're not going to coerce me with uh, ice cream and lotteries and jabs for my freedom to come back. That is not the play that I'm going to to, to walk down. And I'm not going to, je- to play into that so that we can all move along. That's like the old saying, you know, don't, don't everyone jump off the bridge. This is a train wreck in society, this whole this whole COVID with the lab, where it came from, and, and at when I seen this dumpster fire, I just decided I'm going to stand out of the way and watch and do very little to myself. I mean, I hope these vaccines are 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 the real deal and everything, and there's no side effects. That's what I really hope. But as for right now, I'm just going to take a step aside and watch the dumpster fire, and when the dumpster fire starts to look like it's going to have a clear path and we know what's right and what's truth and what's not, I may get mo- change my opinion. But up to now, I just cannot uh, support anything that the Canadian federal government has done. And, and the mainstream media, I think a lot of this is way out of line. But I could change my opinion if I'm on a respirator. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So things and, things and, change and, along the way. You can be like, oh, "Fuck, opinion. I got hit hard." Uh, and you might. I think Brad's opinions are weak, but <laughs> you're weak. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, no, I said it's it's one of those things that like I think the best you can do is you make your decisions based upon what you think is right or wrong or what you want to do. Um, I said, like, I right, fuck, I'll speak in regards to the personal thing. I'm not double vaccinated. And there's a specific reason I haven't got the double vaccination yet. And, you know, I, I'm not saying I'm not getting it, but I am holding off for a specific thing. Now, that all being said, is this like, am I, am I risking something? Am I not risking something? Who knows? I'm making my decision based upon the best information I think I have going forward. And I'll make my decisions changing as they go across the board. And at the end of the day, I'm ultimately going to probably choose to get the double vaccination because I want to go to Hawaii in November. But I'm also probably choosing not to get any boosters or do anything past that because I don't want to keep doing this type of stuff. And I'm willing to take the risk past that point. But we all have well, to kind of just go with it. And you're right. Well, my, whole my opinion point might was, change on this. If we want we'll wait this, I think where I differ from most people, if we want this all to stop, 
we as a collective society need to put our foot down and say, no, we're not doing this. No, and we're not doing this. As we cohese along with what they want us to do, it's just going to be more and more. That's how it works. Like we think that we're not going back to normal after we all get double jabbed. If the whole country gets to 95% double jab, the vaccine passports fully implemented and uh, you're going to be on boosters and whatever the next bullshit thing that comes along, you're going that that's going to be implemented. I've had many arguments with my buddy, Mike, who's non-vaccinated. Uh, he, he, he thinks if everybody gets to 80%, they'll leave us alone. But I'm like, no, no, that's not how it's going to work. You want less people running out and doing this, in my opinion, because if the number stays at 55%, then they realize 55% or 50 or 45% of society is not willing to just play along. So that's my opinion. And I know lots of people don't like that opinion, but that's my opinion. And I, and I, I don't want to see 90% uh, lined up with me having a passport to walk into the grocery store to buy bananas. That's just not the society I want to live in. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So I'm uh, I'm beginning to be selfish here. We're coming up on an hour here. Um, we don't need to kind of keep going. And quite frankly, I like to go see the Stanley Cup get awarded in about 10 minutes time here. So oh, is there a score in the, the hockey game? Yeah, it's one nothing. So I want to go see this. Now, this all being said, why don't we leave with some parting shots? Um, Brad, how would you go before our guest, Bo, here? Parting shots. I don't have any tonight. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine. I'll go and I will say that I actually, I think in a lot of ways, uh, I think the important thing is that every individual citizen goes and does their research, decides what they think is best, and stands up for the beliefs that they put forward. Now, in a situation like what Bo was projecting forward, he might not get to the numbers that he is required for those people to follow him into that path. But that doesn't mean that what he's doing makes it right or wrong. It's doing what he thinks is best, and he's hoping that a certain amount of the population gets behind him, which is, quite frankly, all we can really hope for in life. So that being said, Bo, you're pretty much saying what you want, and you're also double-mouthing it by saying, oh, people think I'm a loon? No, man, it's fine. Well, if I could You're doing what you think is best, and I stand up If I could jump in. In the culture that we're in, I feel like we have to walk towards the fire. So if you're being called a racist or you're being called out for things – and, and you believe in them. It's Andrew Breitbart that said it. You know, we're not. I'm not going to be bullied uh, and, and pushed around by the, the the main theme. If I feel like that's not right, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand my ground. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am wrong. But as as right now, uh, nobody likes being called racist or anti-vax or 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 some kind of uneducated disaster because you don't go along with the mainstream. And and I feel like the more society stands up. And pushes back and says, no, I'm not going to let my employer or my neighbor or my uncle or my aunt or my or my cousin bully me because they think that they know. Right. I'm going to uh, push my my thoughts and my and I'm going to hold my ground. That's what we need to do as a society. And and we we can we can move along in a, in a balanced nature that way. But right now, the left. Go, go ahead. I think Uncle. I was just I was going to say, I think, you know, I'm excited to hear <laughs> more about this Uncle tight, John. And, uh, he you gets know, your motor going. Day, we never like ever that. get mad at each other. We I think half the time he just winds me up. But yeah, you know what? I, I get I, I get where he's coming from because I know where he's getting his news. Right. So if you're 
if you're just if that's if you if that's where you're getting all your information, that's going to be your perspective. You're a product of your environment, right? Uh, I've I've got the great unifier. I, I will unite people on every side of the spectrum. It will ensure that there's a unified front against any government lockdowns or telling us what to do. The government comes forward, says, we've looked at the data. We see that the two biggest, the two biggest factors in regards to mortality when it comes to the COVID vaccine is BMI of 25 and above and your age. You can't control your age. Everyone gets your BMI down to 25. That's, you will have right. the entire you know what? country that's no against different that government. Than the passport, is it? Because nobody's fucking doing that. No. So that being said, Brad, any parting thoughts? You already asked me that, and I do have a parting thought. Well, then then just jump in and say it. No, 25 years ago tonight, Hollywood Hogan, WCW. That was a fantastic evening. When he went heel, oh, man, to to cycle that back to the beginning of this conversation. It's like we were in a... I I feel like I was in an hour-long wrestling match. You know, all sides, everybody in a battle royale tonight. tonight. I I feel it. it. I feel it. That's my parting shot. It's good, though. It's good. I didn't think that, but... I blame Jeff. <laughs> All right. That being said, thank you very much for and listening I'm to Thanks Those for Lads. I'm Jeff. I'm Brad! And to our guest, Bo... <laughs> Thanks a lot for coming on, Bo. <laughs> good night, everybody. Thanks again for listening to Those Canadian Lads Podcast. Give us a follow on social media. We're on the Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you like what you heard, give us a follow and share it with your friends. Thanks again, and have a great night.